City Soundtrack Podcast. In this episode, Chris and I talked to Donnie Arthur of the band Spaced and Final Declaration. We talked to Donnie about kind of getting into hardcore and punk or whatever we got here. All that good stuff that we talk about. So, we talked to Donnie about his bands, past bands, what he's got going on right now, and uh, all the stuff we normally talk about. It was a good conversation. I've tried to get Donnie on a podcast since my old podcast, the HMNI Fanzine Podcast, but it's good to finally get him on and talk to him about uh, music and hardcore and stuff like that. So enjoy this episode, and we will see you on the next one. Peace. Welcome to the latest episode of the Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. I am Mark. I'm Chris. And we are here with... Donnie Arthur. Uh, I play the Geet in uh, Final Declaration and Spaced. Um, I do lots of things for Buffalo Hardcore, and I'm excited to be on the show. Yeah, you do shows, you do lots yeah. of shit. You, you facilitate <laughs> bands, I've heard. You make things I'm happen. <laughs> I'm trying to do the Lord's work, you know, um, totally. hardcore, hardcore was kind of popping, you know, when I was like 18, 19 and mm-hmm. it captured my imagination. Um, and now some 16, 17 years later, I'm still around and I just haven't found, um, any type of music or really any subculture that, uh, that speaks to me the way that hardcore has. And, um, I'm enjoying this little Renaissance, uh, that's occurring right now. And, uh, I'm going to try to ride the wave, uh, as long as I can, for sure. Don't wipe out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to say, it's not, it's not a Renaissance that's a come up. All right. That, Renaissance insinuates that it's going to end. You know that, like it's going to. It has a, a a finite timeline, like a come up, like it's coming up and it's going to stick around. Hopefully, no, that's valid. I mean, there's always like ebbs and flows. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've certainly seen some uh, over the years, but yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I like. I always try to you know, be sort of an ambassador for Buffalo Hardcore and link up, you know, with like whoever's going to be the next gen, because honestly, like that's, that's sort of how I, I, I got involved, um, you know, like Joe Riverside and Chris Drew and like those guys, uh, you know, seeked me out in my little buddies, you know, when we were like going to like metalcore shows and like washing with our meshies. Um, and they said, Hey, there's like this whole other thing that's kind of like what you're doing, but just like a little tougher and a little cooler. Um, so, so, you know, that just like meant a whole lot to me and, uh, and really helped me on my way. So I've tried to be that person, but honestly, um, in years past, like I just found like a lot of the, the kids that were maybe interested in subculture or were a little weird or, you know, just had maybe the personality traits of like a hardcore kid. We're getting like 
they just weren't interested in guitar music, you know, like they were listening to like Suicide Boys and like Ghost Main and things like that. And I've even tried, you know, to, um, you know, get like some crossover, like I booked like hip hop acts on like some hardcore shows and, you know, it's worked to some degree, but I think now for whatever reason, yeah, like hardcore heavy music is just capturing uh, the youth's imagination again. And um, it's becoming a refuge, you know, for uh, outcasts and underdogs the way it was for me. And uh, I love that that like, you know, gap is being bridged and new kids are getting involved, you know? Definitely. Definitely. So, so yeah. where do you want to start, Chris? Uh, I guess let's start with like, what was the um, first like, band or record that you heard that you were like you know what this this is the path i'm going on like what was what was that gateway to the rejection of normal society yeah totally you know um honestly like pop punk was like the first thing that like i ever listened to you know when i was like 13 like blink 82 was like the the initial thing that like that was like the first band i ever really cared about and like understood um and then I, I went and saw them at darien lake on my 13th birthday um and somebody handed me like a flyer of upcoming shows and uh i saw the first show i ever went to was this like drive through records pop punk band called phoenix tx and that was pretty cool um and then like a couple weeks later like h2o came through um and it was just like a cool time for h2o and that was like the first time i ever saw stage dives or anything like that so you know that like punk was kind of like the the first thing and then like that was sort of my introduction to like i guess like punk i was like listening to like no effects and bad religion and shit like that and then um i kind of started getting into like just like trying to find more aggressive like i started botching like just like push moshing and slam dancing or whatever and like you know i just started getting like more angsty and older and was just like looking for something more violent and aggressive um so then i like kind of got into like thursday and like that shit was honestly like my first taste for like screaming mm -hmm. and really like then i just like discovered like the whole like orange county metalcore thing you know like i don't know like I, I it's weird i like i go back and there's records that like meant a lot to me then and like i don't identify with that whole thing quite as much as i used to but like you know like bands like bleeding through and like atreyu and like 18 visions were like super influential to me but really as far as like like hardcore um you know like yeah that i was listening to all those bands and they were on trust kill and then trust kill put out like one with the underdogs and like like that that record like really blew my mind um and and then like that was like right around the same time i was like playing in like a more metalcore band and riverside booked us on a show at amvet's post uh like that vfw in riverside yeah, with, yeah. Rhino with, with rhinoceros and like honestly that was like a huge catalyst because right before that like I had just met like Zach uh, from Candy and like Malfunction and like we had like sort of like our little clique of buddies and we were like just kind of learning about hardcore coming over from like more metalcore going to shows at, like the Icon and shit and Joe like kind of took us under our way. Yeah, we, we saw, yeah, we saw, like, I don't know, we started going to rhinoceros shows, we saw fighting happening, we saw, like, all this hard <laughs> shit, and we're just like, all right, that, that metalcore shit, that's for pussies, like, we're not really into that anymore. <laughs> um, nice. and, and, yeah, and we all started, like, you know, lifting weights and, like, fucking getting tattooed <laughs> and, like, just trying to be the... Trying to be the hardest moshers because that was the vibe in, like, I don't know, what was that, like, 2008-ish, like, maybe? Yeah. Um, 
And, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful for rhinoceros. Like those are some of the most fun I've ever had, like going to see them literally like almost like once a month and like hearing the same songs and just like literally moshing start to finish with my best buds, you know? Yeah, I feel like rhinoceros mm-hmm. in that time frame, like they kind of kept like the light alive in the Buffalo hardcore scene. There was like nothing else. And like there was rhinoceros, you know? Totally. I always thank Rhinoceros and Joe for that, for keeping something relevant here in Buffalo, which was cool. There was other bands, but Rhinoceros yeah. was like touring and shit. So, shout yeah, out to yeah. I mean, they were probably going to Europe and shit, weren't they? Totally, yeah, yeah. They were doing shit. So. Yeah, like they were, they were, they were fucking keeping Buffalo on people's minds at least for a little bit. And apparently, bringing kids into the scene. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> so, Joe, shout out Joe Riverside. Well, I heard the lore is is that like you know chris drew and joe and like their whole posse like there was like the whole broadway joe's thing i like just yeah. missed the wave on that mm-hmm. and i heard it the, i heard those shows were just like so violent that people were kind of like hey fuck this this isn't fun anymore and stop yeah. going and mm-hmm. um they like bottomed out the scene a little bit and then like needed to rebuild it and then hey here comes some fresh face kids uh yeah. in their mesh their mesh shorts um and yeah we kind of found it you know all at the right time um and yeah that shit was fun as hell um like yeah i, I get rhinoceros played this week i would i would lose my mind i would i'd be hitting the pit for sure <laughs> definitely <laughs> have you seen chris drew on tv yeah yeah i love it uh you know chris <laughs> definitely one of my my big bros and hardcore yeah. you know, someone that showed me what was up and uh I don't know. I'm talking to him all the time, um, trying to get him involved and in maybe doing a band or, yeah. you know, um, hitting shows. So, you know, he's uh, he's one of those guys for sure. But he's yeah, a, that, that, com- that commercial is hilarious. Yeah, he's in a William, William Attar commercial. Because so, <laughs> he, what he is a it? Sh- William Attar, he's a lawyer. So it's about like, um, oh, okay. if you have an accident on a motorcycle type shit, you know, because he has a uh. And stuff so yeah yeah he's a handsome guy he rides a bike you know what i mean it's a it's a perfect match put that that face needs to be on your tv set <laughs> definitely hc and non-hc places of course <laughs> so what was your what was your when did you pick up a guitar um honestly i always wanted to be in a band um mm-hmm. like literally my whole life uh i asked for a guitar when i was like seven uh, my parents got me this like piece of shit plastic one that like you couldn't even tune. So it didn't happen then. Um, <laughs> but then, but then it, it came back around when I was like 12. Um, so I like started taking it pretty seriously at 12. Uh, I played my first show at 13. My first band was called Yellow Snow. Uh, we were like a, a super <laughs> juvenile pop punk band, uh, me and my best buds. And uh, we like we played, you guys probably like maybe would be vaguely familiar with this, like ESI um, events, like was doing the shows at Showplace. Yeah, and, remember, like, yeah. You, it was like pretty much like a pay to play format. You know, they give you these like skinny mm. little tickets. Um, and yeah, yep. we played. The first show I ever played, I'll never forget, like, there was this band called Paydirt that played. Um, I haven't heard of them since then, but, like, they, like, pretty much sounded like Pantera, and we were, like, 13, <laughs> like, play, like playing, like, Blink-182 worship, and, like, just didn't know what we were doing. And I remember the guitar player of Paydirt was kind enough to tune my guitar before the set because I didn't have a tuner, and I was just going to wing it. Uh, he heard a sound check and was like, hey, dude, you want me to tune that? And uh, and he did. Um, but yeah, you know, I've been um, I've been throwing shit at the wall, um, like pretty much since then. I've been in like a, a million bands. Um, 
and you know it's cool right now that like i got a couple that people are rocking with and i'm, I'm having totally. fun with it totally totally um what was the first hardcore band you were in first hardcore band i mean i had this band by adam's end it was like definitely metalcore we put out a record on like hand of hope which was like the eulogy like affiliate mm -hmm. um that mm -hmm. wasn't like really my band uh jay zabricki you know engineer extraordinaire in buffalo was like a friend of mine that i had known just like from some other stuff and he was friends with by adam's end and they had like just signed a hand of hope with eulogy and had like a falling out with their singer like while they were recording like a full length um so i had like dabbled with screaming but didn't really know like what i was doing exactly and um jay like called me and it's like hey like you know by adam zan i was like yeah i'm familiar with them um he's like they need a singer and they need one like now like can you come down and like start writing and tracking vocals on a full length like today um and yeah like i don't know when you're 18 like you're like sure that sounds cool that's like i got nothing to do um so yeah. so yeah i did it and uh and it was cool like we really we like we toured like a decent amount um we really like grinded and like honestly it, it like it sucks like there was a few good shows but like mm -hmm. we'd go out on like a diy run and like you'd show up and like the first show would be okay and like the second one like the venue closed like for good like two weeks prior and like the promoters like not an not answering like the you know flip phone number that he gave you so uh that only lasted so long um but like i guess like after that like my first like real like hardcore band was uh, was probably like brain wreck uh which was happening like during like the funeral home era i saw you guys um, yeah Hell yeah. Uh, that shit was fun as fuck. You know, it was yeah. um, definitely just like a, a really golden time for hardcore. Like we had a great venue. We were getting great shows. Um, and like, yeah, the scene just like was was great by default. So, um, you know, like really right off the rip, like everything we played was like pretty fucking awesome. Um, yeah. And I don't know, you know, we, we were trying even then like to get outside of Buffalo um but just just had a hard time um you know just getting that juice you know like for years like through that band and like some other projects i've done like you know I, i've always had that aspiration to want to participate in hardcore like beyond buffalo you know mm -hmm. and i i felt like no matter what i did like it, it, it was it just like wasn't happening and i don't know maybe it just like wasn't the right projects or the right music for it um but you know yeah i'd be sending out countless emails to promoters being like hey can we pull up we'll play for free we'll open like whatever you know and like dudes would be like nah um you know so now um you know having the opportunity yeah, to get out and like play some gigs out of town and like have people hyped about it is is the coolest thing in the world and i've been waiting fucking 20 years for that to happen uh so you know i, I guess it goes to show uh keep plugging away and if it's something you care about um keep doing it and maybe uh you know put that shit into it maybe it'll come back to you someday you know definitely agreed mm -hmm. agreed if you keep working it will eventually happen especially in hardcore some other places not so much but especially hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no for sure but yeah so you know brain wreck was really cool i had like a, a band like so so brain wreck you know was like during like i would say like maybe one of the last like you know peaks out of the ebbs and flows of buffalo hardcore mm -hmm. and then um you know shout out to like obviously brad and nick and like you know exhibition and like that crew they like um really carried the torch like for a while you know like 
after that era and like we're you know carrying the brunt of like booking shows and like very much like kept it alive um you know while people were just like i don't know just out doing other things um during that time period i like was trying to maybe figure out a way to like get new people interested so i had like some friends that were into like more like deathcore kind of shit and we started this project called called burn book um and it was fun it was definitely just like nails like pulling teeth like worship you know uh like it was like very on the nose i was just like really feeling those bands and i definitely just like wrote a love letter to those bands and and it was cool we played a few shows here and there um but never really sparked here in buffalo or beyond so that shit died out and then yeah most recently it's been of course final declaration in space i thought burn book was really good Yo, thank you. Um, I, I was a, I was a big fan. I saw you guys a few times, but like, didn't you always have like have different like like you were in it and the singer was in it, but didn't the other guy or the other people like always kind of different? Yeah, we definitely had some lineup woes for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, some lineup woes, which is like pretty standard in hardcore, but yeah. like it was particularly stand uh it was particularly an, an issue for us, and, and that may have held us back in a way for sure. And mm-hmm. there was like maybe some weird tensions like between just like some members and like mm-hmm. other people you know there, there was this whole like i don't know you know like yeah the idea was just to sort of kind of bridge the gap because there was like this group of like quote-unquote metalcore kids and then there was like the the purest hardcore kids and like mm-hmm. the, like unspoken beef between the two and i was like yo you guys are literally just like doing the same thing you know like i don't understand like why there has to be this like this weird rift like and there's like a lot of bands like in the middle that we can agree upon so why don't we just wash it because like the metalcore scene is like pretty mid and is only doing like however many kids and the hardcore scene same thing so if yeah. we like together we can have something viable here but i don't know just thick skulls just couldn't uh couldn't make it happen yeah, but yeah. uh but fuck it we don't need them now <laughs> <laughs> Is that a metalcore scene still? Is there is there a little bit of a metalcore scene here, or is there not? There, there is, there is. There's some true believers that are holding on. Like yeah. that, that's like that's how I I found out about Casa di Francesca's. Yeah, um, yeah. I went to this show there, and it was fucking absurd. There was like 15 people there, and they were like throwing chairs and like just like <laughs> punching the sound guy, like. It was so silly, and I was just like, like I mean, like, it, it, like kids were having fun. Like, I'm not mad about it, but like, yeah. it, it was, it was just like so over the top. And I was like, all right, if they like will let this insanity occur, they will definitely let like a, a regular hardcore show happen. And yeah, yeah I know I, I saw you guys out there a couple times. That was like a yeah. a cool a cool run, like a, a short chapter in Buffalo yeah. hardcore history. Uh, the uh, the Spaghetti yeah, Dome. I only went to that place once, but it was a cool spot. But I didn't, I didn't understand. I don't understand why people are throwing themselves through the walls. <laughs> like I, um, I don't understand that. I know we fucked that place up, and like I don't know, <laughs> I, I felt bad for a minute, but like that, I, I actually I still feel bad. Like that, that's the tricky, that's the tricky thing now as a show promoter is when I was like nineteen. You know, like I, I could like maybe bullshit. Like I'd go into a spot and be like, "Hey, we're having like a rock concert." You know, um, can yeah. we rock show here. But now, like, I just feel like that's too irresponsible. If I go to a new venue, I gotta like be like, "Hey, yeah. hold this." Like this shit is a little bit insane. Um, yeah. 
And like, you know, I, so that like has definitely made it more difficult to find spots, but I don't know. Every time I feel like I'm getting really desperate for a venue, like something comes out of the woodwork and I like, I end up finding a new spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's hardcore. There's always like the venues are always changing. It's like, we can't, we can't keep a regular venue like ever. So it's, 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 it's because it's because of the eighties, like in the, in the, so in the eighties, the kids were trashing every place where the shows were at. The only one that like, that's like the river rock only lasted for like, like three years, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like all, all of the venues were getting wrecked and hardcore kids for the most part, I would say like 75% of hardcore kids uh, transition out and a new batch come in. Yeah. But venue yeah. owners don't change. Like no. they don't, they, they remember like, Oh, you brought so and so, and my bathrooms got ripped out. Yeah, I'm never having anything like that happen here again. <laughs> and as the years go, it gets harder and harder. So, like you were saying about how, like, the Broadway Joe's thing, it just turned into like a violence thing. That dude yeah. owns Broadway Joe's isn't going to forget that shit. No, sir. You know, no, so not, like when sir. the next crop of people are like, hey, why can't we find venues? I can tell you exactly why. <laughs> you know, like, I think Broadway Joe's might be a like, vape store or something right now. <laughs> uh doesn't even that's i mean i never I, I never went to a broadway joe's show i only remember broadway joe's as being that weird spot where the wannabe grateful dead acoustic people played yeah, yeah you had left buffalo by then but, i think by the time there was any shows in yeah i think i was yeah you were in pennsylvania or some shit or something but anyway some shit someplace somewhere so, so let's talk about let's talk about your your two current bands so final declaration how did final declaration kind of get started yeah, well, I mean, we all know and love the Duckman, uh, Big Evan. The Duckman. <laughs> I've never heard that before, the Duckman. <laughs> <laughs> That's some shit that might stick. It might be like a Traversky. Duckman. Uh, uh, but no, but <laughs> one of my best friends, um, yeah. you know, I met, he was uh, just a little guy from a, a rural-ass town, um, mm-hmm. you know, side of Olean and Olean like, randomly had a scene. Uh, they had, like, a, a DIY venue, like, when mm-hmm. I was, like, eight and it was just like one of those things where like all the kids in town like had nothing else to do so you would go there and you'd get like a hundred kids and it would be Mm -hmm. fun as hell um and then yeah i've been moved to buffalo for college um and just like has been a a staple of the scene ever since and like just someone who has like given an unwavering commitment to hardcore whether it's booking shows Mm -hmm. putting up um you know going to shows like going to fests like just whatever and like you know, obviously those are the kinds of people that I want to rock with. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. We just like started, I think maybe he hit me up about it and was like, yo, you know, I've been around this thing for a long time. Like I obviously really love it. Like I never really thought about it so much until now, but like, you know, what if we maybe did something and and started a band? Um, and you know, me and Ronnie, uh, Ronnie like was like fresh out of like selective aggression Mm -hmm. and, like was kind of in and out of like some other bands with like brett and nick like there was a war by around that time uh we had like talked about jamming and um you know we kind of got together and it was really fluid and we were able to like yeah we wrote like a lot of songs pretty quick like i think our first record had like maybe like nine songs on it Mm -hmm. um yeah we recorded it with uh our friend nick 
uh, Nick Borges. Uh, and it, it was like a little bit nerve wracking because we like, we spent a lot of time like writing the instrumentals. Um, and then like, we kind of wrote vocals last. Um, so we like got together leading up to the studio and like, kind of like, me, Ron, and Evan would sit and like Evan would have like kind of lyrics written and we would like kind of almost like just like whisper or scream them like, you know, like over the track, like just like listening to it on our phone. But like we had never really like heard Evan like really go for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so like we're like, fuck, we just like spent like a decent amount of money and like recorded nine songs. Like if this if like Evan gets in there and it, it gets shot, like this is going to be really awkward, you know. Uh, but, but he went in and uh, and like right off the rip, like he obviously he, he knew what was up and uh, had like a cool confidence and swagger about it. And uh, I really loved what he did. And, uh, and it was cool, you know, and we, we really started going for it. Um, you know, like our first couple of shows were like, just like right before COVID hit, um, you know, our, our record release for that, like line in the sand, we did at Casa and, and it was, I felt like it was like a, a little bit of like a turning point where like things started, you know, getting better. Um, and it was like a really good show and I was proud of it and we got a reaction and it like mm-hmm. gave me, a, I hadn't had in a long time. And then, you know, we got a little bit derailed, um, you know, by uh, by the COVID train, us and everybody else. But, yeah. um, but it's cool. We, uh, you know, we we it, the first show back, Final Deck rocked it, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm proud. Final Deck being, uh, you know, kind of a staple band of the hardcore scene, doing something like a little different than a lot of the other bands. Like, there's not a ton going on, and like kind of the metallic heavier end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, you know, it's it's been a little tricky for me, uh, like finding like a little bit of balance in time, because uh, even like with Spaced, I like only tour with them probably about like sixty percent of the time. Um, I'm thirty. Why is why is that? I'm thirty four. I have like pretty much two full time jobs. Uh, I'm married, mm-hmm. um, you know, and everybody else in Space is a little bit younger than me, and they're just like in a really cool position that they can just like absolutely go for it. Yeah. Uh, which rocks and I'm like super grateful for them uh out there doing it and like it's a weird it's a weird situation like just having like the worst FOMO and like being logged into like the Instagram account and like knowing like okay they're playing in 10 minutes like and waiting for like <laughs> waiting for like a few like at mentions to pop up in like the Instagram inbox to yeah. like you know like see like the little snapshot of like okay what the show was like and like mm-hmm. you know it, it gives me like a little bit of a vibe of uh you know, like how it's going to be. Um, so at any rate, um, so, so, you know, kind of doing two bands and uh, like with that limited schedule is, is tricky, but it's just, uh, it's one of my, uh, my, my true loves, you know, hardcore. And, you know, I feel like by doing that, it's an exercise in facilitating the scene and like getting people interested and like, you know, creating a bridge for the members, right? Like, I feel like if you're playing in a band, like you feel super invested, you know, like a lot of the greatest scenes, they just have a shit ton of bands and it's like, all right, like I'm going to show up and mosh for these other guys because I want them to show up and mosh for me. Um, You know, and that's how you started on a grassroots level and then it hopefully snowballs from there. So that's always kind of been my ideology. And I got two bands and I'm like, I've pretty much limited myself to that, but I'm like, really big on trying to connect people right now to form more bands and like you know kind of give them advice and just like yeah just blow this thing up as big as we can like you know right now in the right way you know um 
there's like obviously a lot of discussion about like what is the saying it's like hardcore is for everyone but not everyone or something silly like that you know a hardcore um, hardcore for any for anyone but not everyone or no hardcore, yeah th- there you go for anyone but not everyone so what do you guys think you know because for me um you know as like an ambassador to hardcore and someone who's tried to grow the scene like i would physically drag people like to the shows right <laughs> yeah. and, and and like and, and some people and some people would be like oh okay this is cool you know what i mean like yeah. they have that whatever that mental deficiency is that we all have that gives us this propensity <laughs> for, for for violence and absurdity right um but not everybody's going to have that reaction, right? Like some people are going to be like, this is fucking stupid. Why are like, what? Like I can get punched. Like, no, I'm going home. Like this, like, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but I feel like obviously, you know, um, the internet is, is so interesting because it's such a vehicle now that like through like an Instagram reel now, like thousands or more people are seeing clips from hardcore shows. Like mm-hmm. I, it's kind of a long tangent, but I, I, I read this thing about like when Cannibal Corpse was like put in that Ace Ventura movie, right? Like you're talking like pre-internet, but like angsty kids from all over the world, like that maybe had never heard of death metal, like saw that shit yeah. and were like, whoa, what the fuck is that? I need to learn that. And like, yeah. you know, you, you see like that video of speed that's like gone so viral, like from uh, Sound and Fury of like, you know, people just like moshing like cavemen um, and like. <laughs> You know, like I go to the comments and I expect people to have my reaction and be like, fuck, I wish I was there. That looks incredible. But it's all like dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like everybody must be on cocaine, like not a single brain cell in the crowd. Um, So I've definitely had non hardcore friends show me that that speed clip and be like, what the fuck is going on here? Like what? What is this? Like what's going on here? (laughs) So definitely true. It's and not yeah, for everybody. <laughs> right. It's a weird thing to explain to people that, like, yeah. even, like, in that chaos, like, there is, like, a little bit of, like, an ethos, right? And, like, somewhat mm-hmm. of a code of ethics. But on that note, like, I've always loved sort of growing the scene at home because, like, yeah, you go to a fest and you get smashed by, like, some dork, like, in a, a football jersey, you know? And, like, you're mad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. at least me, like, I'm mad. Like, I'm like, fuck. But, like, if I'm home, and uh you know mark miller gets the kicks going and uh you know hits me upside <laughs> of the head um you know it's all good like, I'm, yeah i'm gonna shake it off I'm, I'm, uh, you know I mean? I'm gonna shake it off and i'm gonna laugh all right i, I saw chris wyatt in the pit at um at casa di francesca's that one show you know uh, I, so old man in the pit <laughs> old man old man in the pit no nah, like I, I didn't really my walker I didn't know you before that, but I saw that and was like, all right, I fuck with that guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I re- my infinite respect to the Machers. Forever. Are you playing? You're uh, playing tomorrow, right? You're gonna be. You'll be playing tomorrow, right? Hell yeah! I'm, I'm awesome. feeling pre- pretty optimistic about that show, actually. Um, yeah. To be honest, you know, like I, I saw this like with Malfunction a few years ago. I feel mm-hmm. like Buffalo sometimes is like a little slow to like uh, take on our own. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes like people got to see it, like get love, like outside of Buffalo to like think it's real. Um, but like the last space show that we played uh, was that show at Rec Room where we brought Military Gun out. Yeah. Um, I was like really humbled by like one the turnout and two Definitely. like just like the re- the response. Um, yeah. I didn't ex- I didn't expect that. I like 
actually fucked myself over. I, I promoted that show and I like pretty much told Military Gun they could like take all the money. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I was just like, trying to be cool. Yeah. And then it did it did like 200 people and like, you know, no shade to Military Gun, but like a, a, like a lot of people left after us, you know? I felt like it was our crowd that night. And I would um, concur. I would definitely yeah. concur. And, um, and, and yeah, like, like we, I think like Space got paid like a hundred bucks to play that show. Yeah. Um, mm. But and like whatever it's not about the money but it like it is like a little bit when space is like trying to go back to europe and like mm -hmm. the only way to get there is for us to like front all the money like for flights and like all of that shit like mm -hmm. we're we're like just now getting to a point where it is becoming like self-sustainable that like we don't have to like just constantly be like just bleeding like money from like our regular jobs that yeah. like we can get to a break even point. We can like, if when we're desperate, like get a hotel that like all of us will crash in, you know? Um, That's cool. But at any rate, um, but I I'm feeling hopefully like off of that show, um, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about tomorrow. And I've been like punishing all my friends about it. And like <laughs> people that like, uh, that like are sorted down with shows and like a lot of people have been saying they're coming. So hopefully that, that happens. Uh, obviously I, I know you guys are, uh, our smash and grab stands on this show uh, as am I. Um, <laughs> as am I. So you know, uh, smash and grab's going to do their thing. Um, you know, we kept it uh, pretty intimate for the lineup. Um, you know, just because it is a little bit of like a, a Europe tour fundraiser for us tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, so we mm -hmm. didn't bring in too many out of town bands, but um, yeah. you know, Hamilton is killing it. Honestly, Mark, you, you gotta you got to hit up Hamilton. It's just like so easy to get there. Holdout's got to play there. Like they're always down to fuck with Buffalo bands and like Hamilton is, is magical right now. Like they're doing yeah. like, I went there for the buried alive show and actually our guitar player is Canadian. So, oh, so, so he knows some people up there. We're trying to make some stuff happen, but everyone in my band is super freaking busy with like life. So it's kind of tough, but we're working on it. We're working on it. We're definitely working on it. So sorry. We'll, we'll my, get up there. Uh, my character flaw, man. I got to gas up all the homies and uh, just, just try to get everybody going. <laughs> I appreciate it. Like you are, yeah, you man. are, you are the gasser upper in Buffalo. So I, I really appreciate <laughs> it. Like, yeah, we're, uh, uh, we're, we're playing that. We're playing a show next Friday with Pure Heel. And like, I got, we have to practice tomorrow. So I got, I'm going to see World on Fire, going to band practice and coming back for hopefully smashing, grabbing you guys. So we'll see if I well, can make it all happen. <laughs> Uh, you're a hero for that. But, I'm trying. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to I get know how there. It is. What's yeah. What's up with that Pure Heel show? Where's that at? It's at Mohawk. It's a Pure Heel, cool. Death Trip Idols, Main Breaker, and us. Sick. Um, who's yeah, who's I, doing that show? I think Jay Galvin might be. It's supposed to be like a oh, okay. some other oh, show. Supposed to be but, show, right? Yeah, but it's just a yeah, yeah, show yeah. Now, so. yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, let's talk about space. Yeah. But I've been. I, well, I was gonna say I've been saying for a while that space and exhibition are the two Buffalo bands that are like flying the flag. Yeah, like Vital Away is on a whole other level. So like, it's not a me saying that's not a diss to Vital Away. Vital Away is just on a whole other level doing their thing. Yeah, different scene. Uh but like space, space and exhibition are like kind of like neck and neck to see who's gonna be. Uh, you know the the Buffalo band. You know, like the. Totally. Uh, totally. You know, yeah. Not only an exhibition, um, obviously, are like my really close friends, and they're mm -hmm. a band of, and 
Um, I feel like we've been able to, especially lately, um, you know, I, I, I certainly like respect it and understand, but, you know, I feel like space, um, you know, came out like pretty quickly as a new band and mm-hmm. space, like kind of similar to final declaration and everything else. Um, you know, I had become friends with Lexi and the members of space, uh, you know, John, Joe and Dan, mm-hmm. and they people that like, you know, just kind of um, as like COVID started rolling in, we're like taking an interest in hardcore, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just like a lot of people, uh, you know, they were like listening to like maybe like just like more like melodic punk and like emo stuff. And mm-hmm. that's that's how that's certainly how I started. And um, you know, they started taking an interest in hardcore. And then we had this opportunity during the pause to like write some songs. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, maybe some people like in, in Buffalo hardcore were like a little unsure, you know, about space, like, Hey, like, is this like a real thing? Like, are these people mm-hmm. authentic, you know, like, is this a real hardcore band or is this just like some kids like doing some cosplay, you know, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. get that, you know what I mean? Cause I would maybe have that attitude like to like, uh, you know, some, some fresh faces coming in the scene, yeah, but definitely. it's been really cool to see like, uh, you know, people, you know, my, my, my squad from space, like really fall in love with hardcore and have hardcore love them back, you know? Um, definitely. it's like, yeah, you know, me and my, and my pals, like we're, it's like, that's been like one of the coolest things about getting out. And I, I have been able to do a decent amount of the tours. And like, we've just seen so many cool fucking bands and like just being able to mosh for those bands and like, just yeah. be at cool, yeah. cool shows. And like, yeah, just, just feel a part of it. You know, like I said, I, I've sort of, you know, other than like in my own scene here in Buffalo, like on a, a, a grander scheme, I've maybe felt like a bit of an outsider, even though like I've been booking shows and trying to like, be a true believer for hardcore and you know just now having this opportunity to yeah just be in there and have like the bands that i love like have heard of like my shit um it's just like really humbling and and super cool but you know just to kind of loop back on that um there's been like a really cool camaraderie with us and my dogs and exhibition and like hopefully we can maybe play more together and Mm -hmm. I, i think like obviously it's just like when everybody's winning, you know what I mean? It's fun. Like when the scene, uh, when the scene sucks, like, it's just like, all right, like it's, it's so easy for negativity to brew. Cause it's like, all right, nobody's having fun and we're all fucking busting our asses and you, you book a show and there's 20 people there. So you're, you're, you're making a list of the people that didn't show up, you know, so you can, <laughs> totally. so you can motherfuck them. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, I'm not going to their show because they didn't come to mine. And then it's just like this like perpetual shit cycle. Uh, but yeah. I feel like for- fortunately the influx of youth and uh, new people excited about it and new bands has like washed away any of that energy. And everybody's just like on the same team and having a great time. How was that show? How was that move show? It was it was really cool. You didn't go? Uh, no, I had a wedding. I was I was like two blocks away from it at a wedding. So oh, and I don't. I don't have. I don't have the. Uh, I don't have the. Uh, I'm gonna go mosh in my in my dress clothes. Uh, jeans. <laughs> that's no, that's <laughs> the worst. Uh, no, I was shooting no. it, so I had to be at the wedding. I was shooting, so I had to be at the wedding. So. Yeah, yeah. Gotta make <laughs> that money. Yeah. No re- respect. Um. Yeah, that that show was cool. You know. Um. Yeah. I um. Uh, yeah, I got pitched to do it and. Um, moves a band that I really fuck with. Yeah. Um, Enervate from Milwaukee. They booked space like out in Milwaukee and gave us like a great show. Yeah. And I've had the privilege to see them a few times. And I think they're really, really cool. They're like, 
another band that um i think if, if they could find the time in their schedules to like really go for it and go out on tour like they could be massive um mm-hmm. you know like i think this this weekend that they did was like maybe like one of their first weekends and um and yeah they, they said it was pretty cool they, they ended up playing hamilton the day before and they said that cool. was awesome um the new timeless babes spot is, is really rad um i'm a, a bit of a nervous nelly um and i was like stressing out a little bit about people moshing the pipes and oh, yeah we, we did unfortunately <laughs> we did unfortunately because it, it's in a basement um it's a cool room yeah. um but we we did unfortunately damage their drywall a little bit but they were uh they were super cool about it and kind of understood what was good and we're going to leave it as is cuz you know there's going to be more shows there and that drywall it was wasn't going to hold up but it's, it's a scar point, it, yeah exactly it, it's some at some point it'll get replaced and and I I will be standing there supporting whoever knows how to do drywall <laughs> they're I'm, out there I'm not, I'm, yeah I'm not that guy unfortunately um <laughs> It's a network of hardcore kids that do a lot of different things, which is also one of the cool things about hardcore. Like, hardcore yeah. kids, like, you got all these different people. Like, you know, I need someone to paint my house. I found someone who's uh, a hardcore kid who paints houses. So it's it's cool. So, uh, what Love were you that. asking about industrial flooring? Did you find someone? Not yet. We're trying to do some stuff in the store. Like, we're, we, we're getting some money from our landlord. So we're trying to, like, figure that out. So, industrial floors, bang marks lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean because depending on i mean not that i live in buffalo but depending on what it is i could probably do it yeah get your ass out here hit the pit do depending on what it is dude our yeah. store is huge um, dude. that would take that would take floors. forever Christmas i've, I've seen that store it's not that big you haven't seen our store on uh no you have been to the store in delaware anyway yeah, but let's get off not, of, let's get off of our industrial floor our industrial floor needs. <laughs> yeah. so space is touring europe this summer yeah i'm a dork and i can't go um but they're leaving leaving really soon um should be cool you know last summer um we were really fortunate enough that we got an opportunity to go over there with comeback kid um you know comeback kid definitely a band that i've listened to for a long time and you know people in europe definitely like really go off for um you know just like a a band with like that kind of notoriety and tenure you know Mm -hmm. um uh and yeah the shows were awesome uh they played like some really massive festivals and things like that so this summer um it's uh it's like a co-headline with uh that band buggin from chicago yeah. cool super mm-hmm. band um so yeah. really excited uh for my, my my crew to be rocking um on that shit and hopefully i'll get to go over there at some point um but no nah, it should be cool definitely a little bit uh more pressure on this one you know with it being like kind of a co-headline obviously comeback hit it's just like we just got to show up and you know that comeback hit was going to bring bodies and like it was gonna be yeah. live um but you know hopefully an opportunity to just kind of cultivate what we've done and see where we're at and you know all the shows like seem like well organized and like yeah. the ticket counts like have been pretty decent so it, it, it's cool it, it's definitely like a, a stress and a, a grind uh for us right this second like you know we're like finally at the point where we've been able to uh like have like some successful tours like in the u.s and like know that we can you know get out there and definitely have a, a good turnout um mm-hmm. and then like to like pretty much invest like everything that we have into like go- going back over to europe is is definitely a challenge and a struggle but hopefully it's like one that pays off um in the long run and um 
you know, I'm, yeah, I'm just grateful for the opportunity and hopefully we can just keep doing shit like that. I think it will. I think, I think it's a cool, it's a cool tour. I think it'll be, I think it'll be great for both bands. So yeah, I think, how, how I, I think it, it should be good. Was that Chris? How, how long is it? It's like, I think like four weeks. So, you know, like we, we, de- we definitely like, yeah, we like definitely figured it out. Like we got like the, the same dude that, um, that, so like, so the way it works over there is like, you can self-drive, um but they really like don't recommend it just because like the driving is Mm -hmm. crazy and like you're like crossing like international like like last last tour they played in like eastern europe and like they had like some crazy stories about like just like hitting an international border like in the middle of the night and like you know uh like i forget it was like an eastern european country and like of course they're like speaking in a different language and they're like holding ak's and like 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 so like that shit like pretty like unnerving like if you've never been through it you know so like yeah. it is it is cool to have like sort of like a, a little bit of a european guide out there with you um yeah. so they got the same dude who's taking them out this time um mm-hmm. so should be smooth but just i don't know like, like last year to this year everything is just like so much more expensive like we're getting crushed like on the flights like mm-hmm. and and just like every little thing has been fucking brutal um but overall uh should be cool and then as soon as we get back from there we're working on some other stuff uh mm-hmm. we're really trying to get out we haven't played the west coast yet which is crazy it's gonna be like our second time in europe never to yeah. california yeah um but you know we, we like we have an agent over in europe uh we don't have one here in the states yet um just because yeah i don't know like no gods no masters no agents you know um, <laughs> like you know like why like I guess like we just don't want to go that route unless we have to. Um, but, yeah. but so our, our next move is I think we're going to do like, we're debating whether we tour out or fly out. We're going to do like a little Texas run. Um, mm-hmm. There's like this, those, those homies parade of flesh. They do like kind of weekenders, like for all the heavy hitters out there where it's like mm-hmm. Austin, Dallas, Houston, you know, et cetera. Um, and then hopefully Cali shortly thereafter. And we uh we did just record a new record um which uh we're super excited about um oh. that'll be coming out like maybe in the fall um it, it, yeah just and gonna on, try to... on uh new morality or is there other labels knocking on the door we definitely um been having a lot of different conversations uh with new labels uh, not anything i can fully discuss right now i know that's so lame um especially (laughs) okay um definitely a tricky one for us we love nmz um you know Mm -hmm. that's like like very much just like a a hardcore thing where like they press the records and you know give us some of them so we can sell them like on the roads um Mm -hmm. like yeah like, like you know not not that like it, it's a labor of love because it's so fun but like you know it, it is hard like you know just to be kind of constantly trying to pour into it and stay on the road like at this scale so you know there there is like maybe some other opportunities that have been coming in that have like offered us like a little bit more support and help yeah. uh so it, it, it's something that, that we're thinking about but you know it's just important first and foremost to record something cool so we recorded with jason bricky um mm. this time recording with jay um i really loved what he did with bad blood and exhibitions most recent record so that yeah. like made the decision easy so yeah I'm, I'm super pumped about it are you guys playing any fests i feel like you guys should be on some of these bigger fests like like you guys yeah. are reaching that level where you should be on there somewhere like you know like you know the this hardcore sound of furies you know ldbs 
Hopefully that's in your future. Totally. Uh, yeah, we're playing the Rumble um, in Chicago. That's like oh, a cool. pretty sick lineup. Oh, that's, cool. Um, awesome. that's cool. Yeah, that's a good one. That's in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we played like that, like Hold Your Ground last summer in Toronto. Yeah. Um, cool with Painted Truth and some others. And then we Very played cool. like Act Like You Know in Tulsa. Um, but yeah, um, you know, definitely like maybe one of the things on like my hardcore bucket list is to, yeah, like maybe rock this is hardcore or Sound yeah. and Fury or um, FYA or something like that. Yeah, totally. You know, if if uh, if you guys know anyone, you know whoever does that, call space. Yeah, all right. I mean, it's FYA is Bob Wilson. This is hardcore. Is Chris Striegel and Joe Matei. I don't know who does Sound and Fury. Yeah, Um, Black and Blue. I think Busky is still involved. I'm not 100 percent sure in the booking. Call space. Uh, yeah, I, we're not tripping about it, you know. Like, there's definitely yeah. a lot of cool opportunities, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I've gone to like just about all of those. I, I've never been to Sound and Fury, but I've been to FYA, I've been to This Is Hardcore, mm-hmm. um, you know. So yeah, just to to be able to rock one of those would definitely uh, maybe check uh, one more thing off of uh, my life's work in hardcore uh, bucket list, uh, my bingo card. So yeah. fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We we like. We email like Joe Hardcore's thing, like Philly Hardcore shows, all the time, and they yeah. never email email us back. Um, but yeah. I'm gonna keep working hard, and uh, and maybe Joe will see me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I don't know I don't know how many Joe's Joe himself books. Sure, uh, but Chris Striegel, Chris X, and Bob Wilson; those are the two that book a lot of the shows in Philly now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or, we, or at least did. So let's let's talk about. Yeah, we've talked about space on this podcast before, but let's let's talk let's talk food. Okay, yeah. let's get to food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite or do we do top three or do we just do favorite Buffalo pizza, Chris? What do it's we number do? one? There's no there's it's, everything's number one. What is All it? Right. Yeah, um, honestly, so there's uh, there's two locations. There's one on Delaware in, like, Tonawanda, and there's one on, like, Sheridan in Amherst. So there's a spot, Matina's. Yes, um, yeah, Matina's is yeah, good. It's, it's in, like, the same genre as, like, a bocce's, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. like, a like, medium to thick crust, uh, slightly sweet sauce, uh, yeah. really heavy ratio on the cheese. Um, but th- they were my go-to. Um, but honestly, uh, I-, I live in like Amherst. I do like a-, a pretty considerable amount of entertaining, whether it's like my family uh, for football games or like yeah. just like whatever. My wife's a DJ, so like we're just like constantly having people through. So I order a fuck ton of sheets from that place. And like, man, like I put so many people on the Matinas. Yeah. And- call those motherfuckers like maybe two months ago um just like for a standard delivery and uh they were like hey sorry we shortened our delivery radius you are no longer in it and wow. i was like you know who the fuck this is um, <laughs> no nah, i was tight and i'm still tight um. about it um and so so honestly so ever since then um i don't know i'm a little bit torn because it's, it's a great pie uh, there really isn't like where I'm like kind of like on like Main Street by like the 290 is like where I live. So there's not like like Lenovo's right here. Um, and like obviously respect to the franchise, but it's just not my favorite pie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been getting I, down. I, don't, I think I think Lenovo. I think Lenovo's overrated. 
I'm going to say it. I think that they're across the board overrated. Don't put a target on our back, Chris. You're putting yeah, a target chill. on our back. Chill, <laughs> yeah, chill. I wouldn't say that. It's easy for me to talk shit from the boroughs. Yeah, from New York, I guess. Yeah, damn. It's easy for me to talk shit. Yeah, damn. I'm just know. saying, like, do I'll they get... still do the wing bowl? Is that still a thing? I don't know. Because <laughs> they always yeah. used to wing the, win the wing ball every year, and it was like, they're not that good. Oh, man. Yeah, just, I'm not just talking the wrong shit, bro. Yeah, chill. Uh, but but I, I've been um uh, I've been actually writing uh you know they got like Rose to Fame it's like the Instagram pizzas um but I've been writing for Macy's Place uh, Macy's Place is good yeah yeah it's really good like I you know like I, I tried like some of their like crazy concoctions but like you know I'm like just I'm a classic man cheese and pep um so uh like. Once I got through like the the weirdo pizzas and I like got to their cheese and pep, I was like, damn, this is solid. And yeah. um, honestly, they're like, they just like did some cool things for me, customer service wise. That like mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like you know, I don't know. I just feel like post COVID, anytime you like dine in like a fast food spot, and mm-hmm. I get it, because like I wouldn't want to work those gigs either. Um, yeah. But like I feel like they're literally motherfucking you, like while you like are just trying to give them business. Yeah. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like I get that experience. Like man, you man, you go to any city gym steakout past midnight, mm-hmm. they are literally motherfucking you to your face while they're making your sandwich. Wow. <laughs> Listen, I've, I've, I worked in uh, fucking pizzas, pizza sub spot near bars. After midnight, fuck everyone who comes in. No, like, can they, like, fuck everyone who comes in. Fuck cops who come in. Like, fuck them all. Yeah. Because it's like, because you know, you know, they're coming in fucking belligerent and drunk, and you got four yeah. more hours of that shit to deal with minimal. I 100% get it. Like, I obviously don't want to be motherfucked, but it's like, I, I feel you. I understand what you're going through right now. hundred percent. And man, I, I'm, I'm so like sensitive to that. And like also paranoid about people fucking with my food. So I'm like, yeah. so ki- I'm so kiss assy about oh, my <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm just, like, I cannot, I cannot tell a story, but yeah, anybody who would show up, cause I would do the like 8 PM to 4 AM shift at this place. Anybody who showed up at three fifty-five, mm, you were gonna have a bad day the next day. Yeah, no, that's insanity. <laughs> that, that's that's insanity. Yeah, that's insanity. Uh, anybody who's willing it to was, do that, it was always it was always cops because we gave the cops free food. Oh yeah, because uh, you know you give cops free food, something happens. They're gonna be there first. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, that's uh, how it works. Yeah, right? some some of them had some bad days the next day. <laughs> Damn. Um, Fair enough. You want to shout out a, a spot, Mark? Or if you, you probably already done it on the show, but like, yeah, hit me with your spot real quick. My spot for pizza? Yeah, yeah. Joe, uh, Gino, or is it Joe's Pizza on uh, Amherst, Grant Amherst? That's that's my pizza spot. I'm a New York right. pizza guy. I grew up in New okay, York, so I prefer the yeah, New, New York style New York of pizza. pizza. New York pizza's lame. Not, not that good. <laughs> Stop. It's my preferred not pizza. Not that good. So it shit's overrated. I understand pizza. that you grew up on it, mother's milk and all that, but like it's overrated. As far as Buffalo pizza though, um what do I like as far as Buffalo pizza? I like Macy's place. Um I like Franco's for some reason. I used to live next door to Franco's. I like I like Franco's a lot. So shout out Franco's. Mm. Yeah, Franco's is, is for sure. Wise guys on hurdle still open? I don't know. Mm, my I don't know, it sounds familiar. 
Uh, my girl would know. She is a, a North Buffalo OG um, and mm. of Italian descent. So uh, you want to talk go. North Buffalo pizza, she'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for for the the final ish question, do we want to ask the 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 question? I think I know the answer to. Yes, <laughs> I feel like I know the answer too. But God, yeah. do you consider yourself God. to be a do you consider yourself to be a positive person? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I definitely wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I can be emotional and I say how I feel. Um, so, you know, I've like maybe rubbed a couple people, uh, you know, the wrong way. But honestly, I, I think that anybody who really knows me, especially in hardcore, uh, can't deny uh, that I just do it because I love it. And, um, you know, I'll literally do anything for any Buffalo hardcore band um, and any wants to be involved in the scene so you know um sometimes my emotions maybe get the best of me and i i I let people know um but yeah i I don't know it's tricky you know i'm I'm not brand new um but you know i I do try to show respect to the people that came before me um but yeah i just want buffalo hardcore to thrive and uh, i appreciate all the people that are contributing to make that happen right now so right I'm positive as fuck uh, when like a year ago or a little bit more where I like had to shell out like 500 of my own dollars uh, to like pay touring bands because none of you fucking losers showed up. Not you specifically, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I was maybe not as positive. So, yeah. you know, there's some there's some duality to it. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's hard. You put a lot of yourself into into doing this and when you don't get it back like i think that's like the the duality of being a musician right and that's why it's so hard and and i think like not even not to get super deep about it but i think that's why you see like a lot of musicians with mental health structures or uh, struggles because the the highs the highs and lows are uh are are massive you know um you you play a great show and you're like wow this is amazing but you know you Mm -hmm. spend the time to record a demo you you know promote the fuck out of a show and then nobody shows up and the vibe is off and you're just Mm -hmm. like man like why am i even doing this you know um Mm-hmm. That's what's hard about that's what's hard about hardcore. If we were playing in fucking indie rock bands, if like twenty people showed up at Good Bar and drank their beers and bobbed their heads while we were playing, we'd be yeah. like, okay, that was that was a good night, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's a hardcore show and you got fifty people there and it turns into a horseshoe of shame with nobody moshing, yeah. Um, some, sometimes you're like, fuck, that was a, that was a bad night, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, that's like a long tangent, but um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm super positive uh, until I'm not. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, I think in regards to that, I think that like sometimes the quantity of people isn't as important as the quality of the people, and what I mean by quality of the people is that people who are like getting it and are singing along and are dancing and know what's going on so like sometimes a 20 person show is better than a 100 person show if those 20 people are 100 percent committed whereas the 100 are like i'm just gonna kind of sit here and sit my drink and watch this band like i'm at a museum opening or something yeah seriously you know i'm a lunatic i'm 34 years old and i'm moshing for the openers at almost every show (laughs) (laughs) yo i was that was last year i was 52 
I love that. Damn, you, well, man, yeah, you threw it out there. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but, but, but that's the thing. Honestly, a lot of times I don't even want to, but I'm trying to show the young kids that it's okay because I know how that feels, like, to be mm. there at a show yeah. and, want, and, and want to mosh. Right? I still feel that way, you know, at, at 34. Sometimes I'm at a show and I'm like, man, this vibe sucks. Someone's got to do something to change it. But, man, like, going side to side and like trying to spark the pit and have everybody stare at you. Like you're some fucking idiot. Like it's a terrible <laughs> feeling, you know, it's a terrible yeah. feeling. Oh, I've been there. I've been there. Right. So, you know, that's my closing, uh, I guess, uh, mission statement is I inspire <laughs> all my, uh, my brethren, my, my bros, sis, um, you know, any gender people that are involved in hardcore, uh, yeah, feel that shit and move, you know? Um, and it's okay that if you're new to it, you know, that you're expressing yourselves in a way that maybe isn't consistent with traditional hardcore dancing. Um, but open your eyes and pay attention to what's going on, you know, because once you've been around for a little while, you just start to get some style to your mosh, you know? Um, so we just talk about that on the jewel tone interview about how like people need to people need to get more on their style and have like kind of signature moves versus just doing the same three things that everyone sees on the videos mm -hmm. for sure for yeah. sure yeah i and i also i was really excited to hear on the last episode and as well as the jewel tone one you guys uh you know getting behind that project i think it's yeah. important um, you know, Christian uh, was in Final Declaration for a little while, yeah. played in Burn Book for mm -hmm. a while. Just someone who's a staple and, you know, has some similarities to me. It's been like literally plugging away forever and just like I think really deserves to have something happen with music. And, mm. um, and, and yeah, you know, Neff is just like a really cool creative energy in Buffalo. Mm. And I just thought it was cool that somebody from a sort of a, a different musical world um, that like also identified with aggressive music was willing to, you know, take a stab at, at, at doing this thing in this little, this little niche lane that we have here. And, and it's sick. It, it fucking rocks. It worked. Definitely. Agreed, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. That was cool. The, the, yeah, man, thank you for coming on. Yeah. This was a, this was a fun interview. I'm, cool. I'm glad we finally got to do this shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm Silly guys, I appreciate you guys uh, letting me be with you, and uh, you're gonna see me be in the shows. Um, I maybe might have a new band called Rat Control coming out uh, later this summer, um, so keep your ears out for that. Um, right. It's Great. definitely like a, like a when there's time sort of thing, but we got a demo written. Yeah, and nice, nice. Some cool people in it. And, who's uh, who's, who's in that? We'll keep that. We'll keep that to the vest uh, right now. But it's cool. It's it's a, some old faces, some new faces. Uh, but yeah, right. in like maybe a few weeks, you're just gonna start to see some posters around Buffalo for it and uh, and a demo coming out. So that's my little teaser for cool. that new new nice. space coming out. Final declaration. We'll have new material by the end of the summer. And uh, and yeah, and I, honestly, FD is in a spot now too. We picked up a new guitar player, Kyle from Rochester. Yeah. Um, that is like really strengthening the lineup. So FD is going to have the opportunity to cool. kind of get some leg beyond my schedule. Um, so that's like one of my big goals is FD is going to have new material. It's going to fucking rock. Uh, so awesome, great. Big things for Buffalo Hardcore. Uh, thank you all for doing what you're doing, supporting my bands, supporting other bands, uh, being in bands, and uh, I'll see you dorks in the pit.
I see the world I shine in oh. 